Hi, my name is Peter Doyle. I'm the CEO and Managing Director of Evolve Power Limited. I'm joined by Will Bridge, our Chief Development Officer and an, and an Executive Director of the company. Evolve Power Limited is based here in Calgary, uh, Alberta, Canada. We are building a large uh, energy storage platform. Um, uh, we're currently unlisted, although we're a public company based out of Australia. So thanks for having us, Matt. Um, Peter, good to see you again. Uh, it's, been, it's been a while, and I know you've been trying to resolve a few matters in Alberta, but today we're going to talk about Tent Mountain Pumped Hydro Storage. Um, what is that, and you know, when, why, why are you doing it? Sure. So uh, the company began uh, six years ago um, here in Alberta, and, and we're progressing uh, coal mines here, but we ran into some pretty significant headwinds in 2021. And the company changed its tact in 2022 formally to uh, turn the legacy assets at Tent Mountain coal mine into a very large pumped hydro energy storage system. Um, Will and and our his cohort of, of uh, experienced uh, electricity people here in Alberta came and looked at the project uh, late 2021 through 2022. We did a pre-feasibility study. And now we've fully um, transitioned the company away from coal and we're 100% focused now on this uh, energy storage. And there's huge opportunities here in the Alberta market, which is quite unique here in North America. Right, okay. And I, I just one question about the, the, the coal uh, project and we'll, we'll move on. I, and I appreciate your discussions, negotiations with the Alberta government. So I, yeah, there's only so much you can say uh, until things are resolved. Um, which is um, those conversations ongoing? What 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 are you after um, from them? And you know what do you think the likely outcome is from those discussions, which may benefit your shareholders? Yeah, sure. We've uh, we've made a legal claim against the government here. Uh, we did that earlier this year. We believe our claim is very very strong. Um, the government whole, wholly stopped us uh, developing those assets. And um, some of those assets we own freehold. So, you know, we, we believe strongly in our claim. The timelines, unfortunately, are unclear, Matt. We, we're in deep discussions with the government. Obviously, they're quite delicate, um, but it'll be a, a significant length of time until that's fully resolved. And we believe it'll be resolved in our favour. Right, okay. So, short term, no, no, one, no one banking on that, but that's in, that's in the background. That's going to take a bit of your, your time and effort to um, conclude, hopefully conclude in some way, shape or form those conversations. You and others, I should add as well, because I know there's a few other companies in the, in the same boat here. Right, let's get back to this. Um, we need to understand this technically because, you know, pumped hydro storage is not something necessarily everyone was that. So in simple terms, you're doing what? Yeah, look, I might ask Will to explain it. He's the power expert. Um, is that, yeah, no. So, so Matthew, the, the Tent Mountain mine uh, was an active mine, and they stopped mining in 1983. And so up until 83, they took effectively the top off of the mountain. And so that's now filled with water. So we have a reservoir that's 300 meters above the valley floor. And the, the valley floor is disturbed industrial land as well. And so the opportunity is to run a penstock and build a powerhouse, run the water down the hill when the power is needed by the market and then pump it back up when it's not needed. And what's interesting about this opportunity is that Alberta is a prairie province. There really is very little hydro. In 
in Alberta and we're turning off the coal and it's very getting very hard to build natural gas fire generation. So the, the need for storage has grown massively in the last five years and there really aren't any other sites like this. Right. But how, how do you, how do you make money? Well, I mean, you're, you're pumping it down the hill and then pumping it back up. How does that work? Yeah. So there's a huge volatility in the power market. The hourly, the Alberta power market is an hourly market. It's an energy, energy only hourly market. And so the prices range from zero dollars to a thousand dollars. And so when the prices are very high, you're discharging. When prices are very low, you're charging. So it's really, uh, it's an arbitrage between low and high priced hours. That's a good arbitrage opportunity, Matt. So prices here more than doubled over the last three years compared to the previous three years. Power prices are significantly higher. Uh, people are looking to, you know, diffuse those costs or, or reduce them. Um, the opportunity for us is in, in the pump hydro at Tent Mountain is to is to store energy, buy when it's low, sell it when it's high, and it, it does make impressive returns. Um, so that that I'll I'll just jump in there so much so that we managed to sell fifty percent of the project to um, Alberta's one of Alberta's incumbent power companies, been here over a hundred years in Transalta. Uh, they purchased. 50% of the project in April this year. They paid a headline price of 25 million Canadian. Um, there's milestone payments to earn uh, as the project develops. They are the project developer. It's a 50-50 uh, joint partnership. Um, and we are, we have some staff members working in that team um, and, and Will and his, uh, his colleagues are managing that, that for us. And what we managed to do uh, as we transition the company away from coal towards energy storage is understand the market here a bit better. Will and and the, the members of Boost, our uh, consultants, showed us that there's great opportunity here in Alberta. And we're now embarking on a new element of our business in capturing more of that storage capacity here in the electricity market um, through the placement of, of mid-sized batteries, uh, 20 to $30 million placements of batteries into the uh, electricity market to play that arbitrage uh, on on in much smaller boxes than in the pump hydro. Okay, so if you might, if you don't mind, I want to look at like the, what it's going to cost you and what you're going to make in, in that order. So you've got um, 25 million bucks, although you've kind of got you know various uh, milestone payments um, to be able to achieve that. So um, over what period of time and what are these milestones that you need to deliver on to, to actually get that 25 million um, bucks in? Yep. So 2024, 25, so the rest of this year and, and next year and the following year is the development of the of the asset pre-construction. So delivering a final feasibility study, um, front-end front end engineering and design that'll underpin a uh, an EPC contract and then the sale of the power is the is the logical progression. Um, when we get permitted in 2025, we receive a $3.5 million milestone. And when we sell a, a power purchase agreement, we, we receive another milestone. And at that point, the, the project will be ready for, for a final investment decision by the by the partnership. So that's, you know, our call and Transolver's call, and we expect to make that in late 2025. So that's when we'll hit the milestones. The amount of uh, the amount to spend between uh, between now and then 
is approximately seven and a half to, to eight and a half million Canadian, our hearts of, of the spend to develop that. Um, and, you know, then it's three years of construction. It's, it's approximately a billion dollars of, of investment. And, uh, and then it'll spin a, a healthy return for the next 50 to 100 years. Okay, well, let's look at that. So some numbers will scare some people in there, I, I suspect. Okay, so the monies that you're receiving in these milestone or stage, stage payments, depending on, on delivery of what, certain criteria between now and the end of 2025, that effectively covers your, the consultants that you're using to do this. So you, you are you going to, because the idea here is to kind of list in, in, in Canada, is, is that right? Yeah, that's what we're looking at right now, Matt. We, we as you know, because we changed our business, the ASX asked us to um, delist at the time and reorganize our business and went doing that. We've just completed a trip to Sydney, talking to major shareholders, potential new investors and our brokers down there about a possible relisting on the ASX. And we're also looking at up here on the TSX. Um, it's likely that we'll make that decision later this month and then after that, we'll announce where we're going, and and we'll do a we'll do a, a small raise to get us there, and then a, and then an IPO or an RTO, depending on where we go, uh, will be completed toward the end of this year. Is is the current? Is and that part of that decision, is that part of that decision making whether you dual list or you you and you basically reapply to uh, to um, on the ASX again? It's unlikely that we'll dual list straight away. Like we've right. got we've got the cost, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We've got circa 450 shareholders in Australia who uh, I think it's something like 96% of our shareholders are Australian domiciled. And, you know, we've got a we've got a key part of what we're trying to deliver is liquidity. They're not purely for liquidity for those shareholders. They invested in a public company and we're trying to deliver on that as soon as possible. But at the same time, we want to, we want to be stepwise and make sure that we're rebuilding this business such that it's sustainable and ultimately profitable. Right, but it's a bit early to in 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 because it's it's too early to say what they're going to get out of it. Obviously, there's a few steps to get through, and we'll we'll come back to that if if you come back on the platform. Uh, I hope you do. And um, so with with the with the listing listing on the TSX um, V, there will be a, a race to get new investors in. That's that's the purpose of it, presumably. Um, All right. You know, this is an 18th-century project now. You know, when we were when we were delivering on on developing metallurgical coal mines, you know, it's a, it's a familiar thing for Australia. It's the biggest exporter of metallurgical coal. Well, um, the export market, it's a, it's a global market. Once the, once the coal hits a ship and people understand it, this, this now our new aim of this company is very Alberta centric. The Alberta market is unique in Canada. It's the only fully uh, deregulated market and energy only market. So it's the only opportunity to do this in canada um the assets are here in, in canada and you know we're here in canada so it's it's a canadian story and, and likely that we will find um support here in the canadian market from a canadian investor looking into this renewable green um product that we're delivering right okay so you again sticking with the money so with that 25 million over those phases it, it, it here which would be a kind of to get you to what a, a construction decision is that right? right okay so all the way through the phases as far as, far as economic studies are concerned and then you talk about probably a billion dollar construction number now 
whichever way you look at it, that's that's a lot of money for you guys um, to think about, even as a 50% shareholder and even with a, a big um, energy uh, company, um, you know, it, with, with the other 50%. How do you possibly even contemplate doing that? Or is this just an exercise of getting it through to a construction season and then flipping it all, flipping it out to someone else to deal with? Whereas that's certainly a pathway that, that's, that's a significant possibility, but we're, we're not closing off any potential ways to monetize our position. Um, right now, we need to fill that gap, if you like. So we've got a, we've got a significant development period where Transold is running the project and they're very determined to get this thing through, through a, a finan- financial decision and, and built. Um, and we're enjoying being their partner as that. So in the meantime, Evolve Power needs to develop its own identity and its own capacity to fund itself. So what Will and and our power team have come up with is because of the ability in Alberta to um, play on the arbitrage, you know, to capture arbitrage daily, there's an opportunity to build um, smaller capacity energy storage in the, in the form of batteries and do that either in the market, front of meter, or behind the meter to industrial users. That's a much faster business to build. It can be cash flow positive within eight, eight months. Um, and each each uh, emplacement of these, each customer that we capture is somewhere in the order of 20 to $30 million deployment, of which it should be able to be leveraged at around about 60 to 70%. And should be should return equity IRRs, um, which are pretty attractive for uh, for a, a new developing business. You know, in the in the high teens for for infrastructure is is quite attractive. Yeah, it, it is. And so let me get so you've been you've been sort of at this for a year. You've got another two years worth of studies um, to do, but then you'll be at construction season. So it. In my in old language, a mining language from before, that's really super super quick, and it would be unheard of. But in the sector that you were in, that's perfectly plausible and reasonable expectation. I, I guess. Well, you 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 got to ask that, haven't you? Yeah, we are. So it, it's uh, a lot of work's already been done. Uh, a lot of the environmental. Uh, so the critical path for permitting is often the gathering the environmental data, and that that's been largely done uh, with the development. So all of that information can be leveraged for the power project. And so really the, the critical path now is just completing the engineering. And so um, know that the timelines for for this are, are very sort of commensurate with a natural gas fired power plant. And so right, it's it's quite quite knowable in this market. Right. Okay. So you, in a, Peter again, I'm I'm just trying to think like a billion dollars, even if, if you if you're responsible for get coming up with fifty percent of that. Or will you get a bit? You'll get a bit of help, presumably from your partner as well, because their balance sheet is is significantly larger than yours. Um, do you think that um, you're clearly not going to end up with fifty percent of this thing in terms of that kind of dilutionary period? How do you mitigate getting diluted down um, in terms of the way that you get money and the type of money that you get in? Maybe some contracts um, that you can actually, you know maybe get some some kind of um, agreement on before you before you actually start building this thing? I mean, ha, what are the options available to you so that you hang on to as much as possible? So this year's funded, Matt, and 2024-25 is not, and we're, we're seeking 10 million for that gap, right? So 
that's what the relisting's for, is to fund that gap. And th therefore, we will be able to fund, we will be able to get to um, the final investment decision hold, hold, holding our 50%. Uh, at that point, you have an APC contractor locked in on cost. You have a power purchase agreement that's sold for the first, um, for the payback period of the capital required. You've got to come up with half your funding, which which we assume is is around five hundred million, being half of the total cost. Um, and at that point, leverage is available to you, significant leverage, because it's an infrastructure project. And we expected that at that time that the equity component will be available to to us in the marketplace from funds like. You know, the large pension funds up here looking for a 50 plus year investment that that has a strong return okay okay and how do we value this company now and through the study phases and at the point where you make a construction decision because it's obviously quite small now we're not going to include any kind of potential upside of of of, of payments by the Alberta government on the coal component yet but I think most people would not know how to value something like this. So what, what should we be looking at? Yeah, well, look, first up, it's the option value to be involved in a, in a very large um, renewable energy project in, in a market that supports it. And those opportunities aren't that, aren't that common. We've just had the validity of Transalta purchasing their half for $25 million. So the, first off, the headline would have to be around that, that number. On top of that, we're we're working with with Will and the the team from Boost on this battery energy storage play in, in Alberta, and we believe that we'll have our first customer by the end of the year. Once we once we lock that first customer in and start to build our first uh, that that will start that first project in 2024, we're getting very close then to to being able to be valued on on NPVs of cash. And the MPV of the pump hydro is is already out there. You can look up our previous um, previous um, disclosures on that. Uh, and indeed, for the for the battery storage, it's it's got more attractive IRRs. It's just smaller placements of capital, right? It's thirty million bucks a capital. We expect to to have a hundred million dollars of capital deployed by the end of twenty twenty five on the battery storage. Um, and so. You know, at that point, it's it's returning strong returns, you know, in the high teens on an equity IRR basis, and that'll be fed back into the business to support the the capital that we need for the pump hydro. What are, what are we worth right now? We closed off when we when we finished uh, when we finished trading a year ago on the ASX at, at around thirteen million dollars Aussie. Um, we've subsequently sold half of our business for twenty five million. Um, I think a, a, a viable value for the business is circa thirty to fifty million right now in its current form. Uh, right. Okay. And let me and look. We'll, we'll we'll kind of come back to that as you kind of move move through the phases, and we we know more. You know more. Um, got to talk about again, given where this has come from in terms of you've got one discussion going on federally uh, and and provincially. Uh, with regards to the coal assets, this is obviously a, a, a new vehicle, a new project. Um, what kind of support are you getting provincially and federally here? And also with regards to First Nations, you're going to need their support as well. So where are you with all of that? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll reverse it up and start with the First Nations. So we, we have very strong support. You know, 
the First Nations with some of the most vocal opponents to coal, and we're turning a coal mine into a renewable energy project. You know, it's quite remarkable when you when you actually stop and think about it for a moment. Um, we're very fortunate to have the physical asset that we do. You know, we own that land in the Rocky Mountains. It's unusual to have a water body that doesn't have fish in it at height that supports such a um, yeah potential energy of this of of the the hydro system. Um, we have agreed with Transalter to take on um, a ownership or, or to offer an ownership position to the to the nearby First Nations uh, to to participate in the equity of the project. Um, so you can't get much you can't get much more support than owners, um, and so we're we're very happy or pleased, I guess, that we've been able to to capture the attention of the First Nations and that they're willing to be partners. Provincially, the Alberta government needs projects like this. They they between two thousand and fifteen and nineteen they they decided to switch off all their coal fired power plants. That was around about a third of the production capacity in the grid here in Alberta. So they've lost a third of their fossil fuel production and they've replaced it with renewable production, which is by its nature intermittent. It's not dispatchable energy. It's just on when it's on and it's off when it's off. You need to be able to store that electricity somewhere. When for periods of time when it's dark and the solar panels aren't working and the wind's not blowing. And um and that's what pump hydro energy storage does for the system so provincially they're very aware of us we've met all levels of government locally they're supportive um and up in edmonton they're very they're very um cognizant of this project and and as uh as supportive as they can be of course we're a commercial business operating here and and whilst the government is supportive at this stage they haven't granted us any um funding um, but we're still very proactive in in suggesting that it would be helpful if the government would uh, get involved at, at this sort of mid-stage. We've already buried quite a bit of money into this um, and we've still got a bit of work to do to get it to a financial close. And then um, federally, I guess that's where we've got the biggest lift uh, in the, the fall. Last year, they announced an, an income tax credit, which is a rebate of up to 30% of our capital that we put in. That's a huge lift for the project. They uh, they cemented that in spring in their in their budget. Um, it's still yet to become legislation, but the expectation is that, that we will receive a 30% rebate on the capital equipment that we spend, which is a is equivalent to about 300 basis points on the IRR, which is you know really significant for a for a billion dollar investment. It is. It is. It is. Okay. Um. What are the next? What are the next steps? What can we next um, expect to hear from you? Well, I would say within a month. So within a month, we will have organised ourselves on where we're headed and what we're going to do with regard to relisting the company, and that'll be the next. The next thing that we um, that we come to you and come to the market and announce. Um. Or maybe give it at summer. Maybe it's the end of September. But by the end of September, we're 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 moving fast on that. To get it done by the end. Okay, so in with regards to the, the coal asset, those conversations ongoing. If there is some kind of settlement agreement, and if there is a financial component to that, who's the beneficiary of that? Given this will be a new vehicle. Yeah, so we're still working on that right now. All the assets are held within the old parent company, which is purely changed its name from Modern Resources Limited to Evolve Power Limited. So 
Also, our holdings are, are still whole within that. Um, it is logical that when we relist, that it'll be spun out into its own big, and so that 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 each shareholder will get a return of capital by way of an in-species distribution. So they all, they will hold the same percentage share that they the same percentage shareholding that they have right now in evolved power. They will have within um, the special purpose vehicle that holds the coal asset. But the coal assets and the power assets will be completely separate. Right. Okay. The only reason I ask because some of the numbers I've heard from you and, and companies like you who are in negotiations with the Alberta government are, are significant because the NPV on some of these projects was you know in the billions. So it, it'll be long and drawn out, I'm sure. But at some point, it'll be interesting to sort of see what that looks like and obviously where that then goes. No, no one's holding their breath yet. But we'll, we'll yes, see. Okay. It's been a difficult, disappointing ride. You know, you don't you don't move country as as a as a miner to go suing governments. That's not what we intended to do, but it's where we've ended up, you know. Um and those legacy assets still have value for sure. It's very difficult to, you know, estimate when when a settlement could or will occur. Um, but it's, I would say it's more like 12 months than two months for sure. Right. Okay. And, and given, given what you've learned over the last year and with people like, you know, Will and, 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 and consultants from outside, um, are there more opportunities like this out there? So in, in the Alberta market, um, the tent mountain up storage project is unique. So, and, uh, it's actually what makes it so valuable is the fact that there's really, it's just, there's a one up. Um, the other platform that we've been talking about, the, the lithium ion platform that would, uh, could be deployed in smaller pieces is, is a new market in Alberta. It hasn't been needed before because we've got all the coal fire generation, but it's needed now. So, uh, even though the market's been deregulated for 25 years, if this, this opportunity is a new opportunity for everyone. And so, uh, that can, that can be real. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Thanks, right. Look, guys, like, I um, appreciate you coming on. I, I know it's been a sort of um, diff difficult period, but light at the end of the tunnel. Looks like um, a project coming together and obviously with a, with a significant partner and their balance sheet um, to boot. So appreciate your time. We'll see you over the next couple of months. Excellent. Thanks, Matt. Thank you.